0: Come on, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. Hey, we hope you came ready to worship the Lord. If you didn't, you better get ready, all right? Because we're going to do it because we serve a God who is not dead, amen? My God's not dead. He is surely alive, amen? So let's stand if you would, and uh, we are going to sing it to the Lord, all right? Uh, That's wrong, wrong song, Julie. Hang on. (laughs) There we go, here we go, ready? That's got a long intro, so we're going to get you to help us put your hands together. Come on, come on, you can do more than that, come on, here we go. Come on, put those hands together. How many of you believe my
1: God's not dead, he is surely alive, amen? Amen. Here we go. Here we go. He's late.
0: A song, Brother Kelly, is gonna lead us uh, in it, and it's a wonderful new song called A Little More Like Jesus and Less Like Me. Amen. Come on, put your hands again, help us out. Oh, five
2: days I have days of losing fight. Try my best, just can't get it. Somebody with a hurt that I could have held Somebody with a hand that I could have held But I just can't see past myself Lord, help me be Sing it out! A little more like mercy A little more like I just can't see past myself, Lord, help me be Sing it out. a little more like mercy, a little more like grace, a little more like kindness, goodness, love and faith, a little more like patience, a little more like peace, a little more like Jesus, a little less like me. Oh, I want
0: Kelly. Good job. Give Brother Kelly a big hand if you would. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand. Amen. Well, let's take just a moment if you would put a smile on your face. Some of you had not done that yet. Let me just go ahead and encourage you. Put that smile on your face and tell somebody you're glad to see them. Let's just greet one another if you would this morning and then we're going to continue to worship after we have some announcements. that's some good fellowship you can find your place and uh, you can be seated and uh, we are so glad everybody's here that's some good fellowship I love to hear y'all visiting with each other we're gonna have just uh, a few of uh, actually got a lot of announcements so a lot of stuff coming up uh, so it's more than just a few announcements but first things first if you're a visitor today first of all we want to say thank you for being here God bless you for being here and we don't want to embarrass you, but we do want a record of your visit. So we do have a visitor card. If you're visiting for the first time, would you just lift a hand? And Brother Nelson's going to get you a, uh, a visitor card. Anybody a visitor for the first time? Got some right there. Thank you guys for being here. Brother Nelson's got some visitor cards. You can fill that out. Put it in the offering basket on your way out. And thank you all for being here today. And all you home folk, we're glad you showed up today. We still have many, many people sick, amen? How many of y'all tired of all this sickness going around, amen? Uh, I'm telling you, and we just still have lots of it going around, and uh, it just kind of hangs on with people. Uh, Again, I don't know what's going on, but it just, uh, it seems to not only come, but then it seems to not want to leave the house, amen? And so, uh, just continue to pray for a lot of our folks, a lot of our church family, are still suffering julie and i got to go visit with miss melba seagroves yesterday and uh, she's doing good she's getting past covid she's got copd but she is at park place uh, nursing home over here doing rehabilitation so uh, please pray for her if you get a chance maybe even send her a card or go visit her she was very appreciative of our visit yesterday and uh, we just want to pray for her and many like her that are just trying to get over all this stuff amen uh, so, don't forget that. Also, so just to want to remind you about Wednesdays. We do have a Wednesday morning Bible study from 10 to 11. Uh, if you are able to come to that, we would love to have you that. You could even bring the donuts if you wanted to. If you would bring them, we would eat them. And uh, we always have a good time. There's fellowship, there's coffee, just a good time. And we study the Word of God. And then Wednesday night, we always have a wonderful full program. And uh, we have a dinner at 6 o'clock so that you don't have to cook that night. You can just come straight here eat dinner and then at seven o'clock have a wonderful uh, time brother Martin has the youth in here they had a they had a big crowd uh, this past Wednesday night and then all the kids meet in the middle area and then the adults we do Bible study in the fellowship hall area and uh, so come Uh, God's been doing some great things we've had some kids that saved so many kids got saved Wednesday night Miss Cindy got sick and uh, so she's not able to be here uh, today Uh, but no she's uh, she's texted me just said she's having some stomach issues so pray for her but uh man just uh, wednesday nights have been great uh god's been blessing our uh bus ministry miss cheryl runs the bus on wednesday nights and this place is packed and we see kids uh, we're seeing kids saved on wednesday night and just some wonderful things happening so uh just uh, come and check that out on wednesday nights uh giving statements for 2021 if you hadn't picked them up yet they're on the table back there and uh, don't forget giving can be done live you can use an envelope we got envelopes back there or you can also give online you just type in giving.landmarktyler.com and you set it up and you can give that way uh, if that's easier for you Uh, some things coming up Uh, daylight saving stuff how many of y'all are ready for longer days in springtime Well, it's coming. It's coming. All right. And we need to get to it. Uh, But March 13th, it's going to be here before you know it. March 13th is daylight savings time. All right. Now, I will tell you this. I don't want to give you any more excuses than what you already have. But this is not the good one. This is the bad one. You lose an hour. All right. But it's worth it in the end because then the days are longer, amen, and the weather gets a little warmer. So uh, be faithful to your church on March 13th. Don't sleep in, all right? Uh, You lose the hour, I'll lose the same hour you will lose, and I'll be here to preach to you, all right? So come on. All right, and then uh, don't forget, uh, oh, this is something new. Uh, How many of you remember Bill Davis? Bill Davis grew up in this church, and uh, some of y'all have been around here for a while remember Bill Davis. He, to show you how old I am uh, Bill is an old man now and he was in the youth group when I was the youth pastor amen so that goes way back into the 80s and 90s but Bill Davis now uh, is, uh, he's pastored churches and he's uh, been in the Marines he's done a lot of different things but he's working for a company now called Funeral Wise and they partner with churches to help pre-plan funerals now I know this is a little depressing and you may think Brother Mark you tell me you think about death I am telling you they guess what? You are, all of us in this room, we're going to die at one point or another unless Jesus comes back. Amen? And so uh, what his uh, team does is they come in and offer a free service for churches to assist you on pre-planning uh, funerals and doing uh, wills and power of attorneys and living wills. And I can tell you after going through this with, with my mom, Mimi, you know, many of you know I left, uh, lost her recently. And this stuff really hits home with me. And so when Bill called me, it was the timing was just right. And he said, uh, I would love to come and just offer this free. We'll do a free lunch in the fellowship hall. We can do it right after church. So on March the 13th, that's also daylight savings time. Uh, He's going to come. And as soon as the service is over, we're going to have a free lunch. And this is not just for, I don't know how to say this politically great. This is not just for old people. All right. Uh, You need to think of this stuff. Many of you think, well, I'll think about that when I'm 70 or 80. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but you may not make it to 70 or 80. And especially if you are a mom or dad or have kids, uh, I can say after having gone through this with my mom, the more that you can pre-plan your your funeral and pre-plan all of the stuff that's going to go along with your death, the more of a blessing you'll be to your children. All right. Uh, So. If you've never had the opportunity or the money or the time to go do that, uh, we're going to offer it to you right here, have a lunch, and then uh, Bill will be here to go through all that. So that's on March 13th, all right? And then our life recovery class, Brother Ta- Tracy Clanton, uh, Cantlin is uh, teaching that, and it started last week, and it's not too late to jump in. So if you missed it last week, come on and jump in. It'll be at 2 o'clock today. It'll be right here in uh, one of the classrooms here in the uh, in the uh, middle area here. So come life recovery if you have struggles with any kind of addiction if you have struggles with anger issues uh any any of that stuff uh come today and uh, and and join in on that all right i think that is everything and i'm so glad that you're here today and uh brother martin ibarra is going to be preaching for us today and brother martin I'm always excited when Brother Martin preaches. Amen. And Brother Kelly filled in uh, last week. Give Brother Kelly a big hand. He preached uh, to you last week. And uh, Brother Martin's going to preach at you. We're blessed here just with uh, so much talent and so much gifting, and and God is us, I want to give these guys uh, a chance to to preach. Amen. And so uh, Brother Martin is going to share with you this morning, and I know that he's going to bring the word to us. Amen. Let's stand. Let's continue to worship this morning. All right. this morning let me hear you thank you lord father we thank you that lord our salvation is in none other but you father god and we thank you that god thank you for the testimonies in this room that lord we are saved because of you not because of anything that we have done and i pray if there's anyone in this room that has not been saved god that has not given their heart and their life to you lord jesus that they would do that this morning for it's in jesus name we pray and everybody said, amen. amen. You can be seated. Brother Kelly's going to lead us in another song called Nobody. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody. Amen.
2: Why you ever chose me? Has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. At the end of the life, with all the other not quite, with all the never getting right, but it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. But I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody to save my soul ever since you rescued me. Gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus Living for the
1: world to see Nobody but Jesus Well, Moses had stage fright And David brought a rock to a sword fight You picked twelve outsiders Nobody would have chosen And you changed the world Well, the moral of the story is Everybody's got a purpose So when I hear that devil start talking to me Saying, who do you think you are? I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody All about somebody That saved my soul
2: Ever since you rescued me You gave my heart a song to sing I'm living for the world to see
1: Nobody but Jesus Living for the world to see Nobody but Jesus so let me go down, down, down In history As another blood faithful member of faith will never the family And if they all forget my name Well, that's fine with me
2: I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus
1: so let me go down 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 in history, down in history. as another
0: Thank you. Lord, we tell you, you're a great God. You're a mighty God, Father God, and we thank you. Lord, I just want to pray now, Lord, again for Brother Martin as he comes. God, would you just hide him behind the cross this morning? God, would you just use him in an incredible way, Father God? And I pray that, God, you would just uh, speak through him this morning the message that we need to hear, Father God. And Lord, I thank you for the freedom to be able to be in this place and to worship you And to sing praises to your name. God, we thank you for all the many blessings, God. Whether we realize it or not this morning, God, you've been good to us. You have blessed us far more than we deserve. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for every person in this room. And, Lord, that I love them. They are my brothers and my sisters in Christ. I pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are not able to be with us today. God, that you would heal them and bring health back to their body and bring them back here where we can wrap our arms around them and hug them let them know that we love them and we care about them Father we love you thank you for being in this place today in Jesus name and everybody said amen All right, we have children's church for any children uh, Miss Ginger and Miss Gail are heading that up today so kids you go on and uh, brother Martin is going to give us the word give brother Martin a big hand this morning if you would amen
3: Thank you, thank you. So glad all of you could be here this morning. Um, whether you know it or not, you've been prayed over this week. I asked God that uh, He would bring the people that needed to hear this message, including myself. So uh, if you would, uh, go ahead and turn to your Bibles to uh, Mark, the fifth chapter. Uh, this is Brother Mark's favorite book, Mark, the fifth chapter. And so, the title of my sermon this morning is uh, "It's just simply faith." You know, that's uh, it, it's a very, very simple word, but it's so simple that it can be very, very difficult. It's a word that pretty much describes our belief. You have to have faith, and sometimes faith is is uh, real easy, and sometimes faith is really, really complex. Um, this is, this is kind of crazy, but I, I, guess I've been in youth ministry for 14, 15 years. Um, and so on Wednesday nights, I have, uh, I have some of my kids that help me out on Wednesday nights, one of them being Hayden, one of them being Jose, who's walking in the back right here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's crazy to think that I still call them my kids, but Jose's 29, 28, 29, and Hayden is 21, and I still call them my kids because uh, they're still kids to me. And so this past Wednesday, we were just kind of, you know, I, I always enjoy Allie and Angela and some of the others help me, but I always enjoy afterwards these uh, kids, young adults. We normally have conversations about whatever is going on. And so, last Wednesday, we, we just started talking about faith. Um, Hayden, who has, uh, I guess, he's, he's grown in his spiritual walk to the point where he gets up here and he teaches the kids. And he finally, whatever it is, it clicked like a month or two ago. And he's like, I found who I'm supposed to be when I'm up there helping you out teaching or preaching. And so... With Jose and Hayden specifically, I have had the joy of being there when they came to faith. When they came to the saving knowledge of Christ. When they put their trust, they took the knowledge that maybe I had given them or others had given them, and they finally trusted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I've also had the joy of watching them grow in faith. Of go, from going like little spiritual babies to where they're sitting up to where they're 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 standing up to where they're walking. I've also had the joy of watching them be confused in their faith. I have had the joy of watching them question their faith. I have had the joy of watching them go through the tough times of their faith. And so many times, I tell these kids that. I may be teaching you something, and I may be a blessing to you, but you don't know how much of a bigger blessing you've been to me because by seeing you and helping you be there, then you are teaching me things that I might not otherwise learn. So as blessed as I may have been to somebody else, I'm more blessed that these kids have shared their lives with me, and I get to be on their journey of faith. Again, faith is uh, is very simple, yet it's so tough. And so we're working out of the fifth chapter of Mark today, and so before we we it's going to be verse twenty one. Before we get there, I kind of want to set the tone a little bit about what's happened all the way up to the fifth chapter. And so in the first four chapters, we see Jesus literally going from one hopeless situation to another hopeless situation. And when I see this, I see myself that I was a hopeless situation. And bless God, he came to me, and then he goes on to the next hopeless situation. And that's every person in here. At times, we are the hopeless situation that he's going to or he's leaving from to go to somebody else. If we didn't have that, we wouldn't have salvation. Amen? Amen. And so Jesus, at the very beginning of Mark, he, uh, he, he gets baptized by, by his cousin, John the Baptist, and immediately... He goes into a hopeless situation of being, being out in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and he is out there being tempted by every possible situation that he could be tempted by. For 40 days and 40 nights. After that he goes to cast out demons. In one part he casts out one demon from a guy. In another part he casts out a legion of demons from one guy. And puts them into the swine and they all go off the cliff. He goes from there to where he's helping or healing Peter's mother-in-law. That's love. (laughs) I I love my mother-in-law so I I won the lottery on that. So I won't want my mother-in-law healed. But he goes from there to cleanse lepers. He heals a paralytic man. He calms a storm. And in Mark 1 it says that he literally sat, I don't know if it was in a village, but he literally sat and he healed moment after moment, kept healing person after person. He called his first disciples. At that point, there were probably hopeless situations. He calls Matthew the tax collector who was called a sinner. And then in chapter 3, it says that the Pharisees, the religious people of the day, they have a council and they say, we cannot have this going on. We have to destroy Jesus. Then it says that his own people, the people that knew him, the people that loved him, the people that followed him, his own people thought that he was out of his mind. They thought he was crazy and they wanted to lay hands on him. Then the scribes of that day, the scribes of that day, they accuse him of using the power of Satan to be able to do the things that we just spoke about that he was doing of healing people and going from one hopeless situation to another. But that didn't phase Jesus, it never moved him. He just kept moving forward. He just kept moving to the next impossible situation. And in our lesson today, in our scripture reading today, we're going to see Jesus face off with a situation that is probably the most impossible to us. He's going to face death face to face. That's That's the ultimate situation in our lives. And there's times where we're going to go through, through the stages of faith, and, and it's going to seem impossible, but we're going to learn how it is possible by keeping our faith, by staying the course, by keeping our trust in Jesus. We're going to see together the, the stages that a father named Jairus... By, by doing, by, by basically believing in Jesus and staying where he is, believing in him, being tested, and then coming out on the other side, how that can apply to my life and your life. So let's go to our first passage of scripture, and this is going to be uh, verse 21 through 24. And if you don't have your Bible, you can read on the screen with me. But basically, this is what it says. Now, when Jesus had crossed again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue that came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed. And she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. So we see Jesus getting out of a boat, and immediately the Bible says that there's a crowd that just comes around him. And some of these people may, come, may have come to hear him speak. And some of these people may, may have come expecting a miracle. Maybe they have a disease. Maybe they have something going on, and they're needing a miracle. No matter the reason, these people came to see Jesus. But in the middle of this, what the Bible calls a throng, and that's kind of a funny word to me, but a throng of people, it, they don't have COVID rules. There is no six feet apart. These people are on top of each other, and they're fighting to get to the center of it all, and at the center of it is Jesus. They're pushing, they're shoving, every single one of them wants to be at the middle where Jesus is, and the Bible says that Jairus, this dad, he pushes his way through the crowd, he pushes his way through this throng of people, and he humbles himself, and he falls at the feet of Jesus. I don't know if you see that picture in your mind, but that's, that, that, is, that is an incredible picture, that he has fought his way to the sinner, and he humbles himself, and he falls at, at the feet of Jesus. Well, what makes him so special, Brother Martin? Well, let's learn a little bit about Jairus. We just read the Scripture. He wasn't just an ordinary man. The Bible says that he was a ruler Of the synagogue Jairus was a ruler of the synagogue what does that mean brother Martin that means he was not a priest but he was in charge of everything that went on with the synagogue he was in charge of making sure everything was in its place he was in charge of when it was open he was in charge of who could get in and who couldn't come in he was in charge of something very important in Jewish culture He was a very important man. He had power. He had privilege. He had prestige. He was a wealthy man with a big home and servants. When he said something, people moved. People did it. He was a religious man. He believed in something. He was a religious man who practiced the Jewish faith. But at this moment, when he's pushing his way through this throng of people to get to Jesus, at this moment of his life, none of those things I just described to you were important to the father, Jairus, the father of this little girl, because sickness... And death were inside his house. Sickness and death were inside his home. And his power that he had, that he could tell people to do things and things would get done, it could not help him. The the money that he had could not drive out the sickness and death. The position that he had, his religion and his faith that he had could not overcome the sickness and the death. And he knew it. His daughter was sick and dying, and he needed help, and he needed help that none of his resources, none of the power, nothing that he had would be able to help him out. But Jairus has heard about Jesus, and I'm sure he's heard about him for years I'm sure he's heard about all the things that he's done. And he goes from hearing and knowing about who Jesus is to running and pushing his way through a crowd. And he falls and he humbles himself at the feet of Jesus. And this could not have been easy for Jairus. This could not have been the easiest thing for him to do because he is the ruler of the synagogue. Everybody in his world, everybody he works with, everybody he goes to church with, everybody in his family probably has the same belief, they all hate Jesus. And they want to see him dead. Plain and simple. He has to go against everything that he knows in order to do what he's doing and it's costing him something the bible does not tell us if somehow jairus maybe had been at one of those events where jesus reaches out with his finger and touches somebody and heals them or or it doesn't tell us if somebody just came to his house and said hey I know that you're Jewish, but there's this guy that named Jesus that's over there healing people. It doesn't tell us whether whether by the seeing of the word, Jairus came to to this, or by the hearing of the word. What we do know is that Jairus comes to Jesus, and regardless of how he came to Jesus, a father, Jairus is not a father that understands everything about Jesus. But the fear of death, the love of his daughter, and the helpless situation that he's in drove this man to Jesus. And he knows now that Jesus is the answer. He puts his trust in Jesus. He comes to faith in Jesus. By falling and by humbling himself at the feet of Jesus, that is what Jairus is doing. The Bible tells us and shows us. There's not a person in this room that will ever be immune to tragedy or troubles in our life. It does not matter how much tithe you put in the offering plate. It doesn't matter how many times you show up to clean the church. It doesn't matter how many good things you do. It doesn't matter how many dots you have before or after your name, PhD, DDS. It doesn't matter what your achievements are. None of us are immune to the troubles of life. When I was first saved, I had a lot of questions. And, you know, I wanted to tell everybody about Jesus, but many times people would would come to me and they would say, well, why do bad things happen to good people? Why does your God allow this? And I came to my Father in Christ, Brother Mike, and I, thought he was going to have this profound answer, and, you know, he, he knew a lot. He, he, I, I went and I said, how do I answer this? In all his biblical glory and knowledge, he said, why not you, dummy? <laughs> what? What makes you so special, dummy? <laughs> Is that in the Bible? <laughs> he said, let's think about this. Have you ever had your beard plucked out? No. Have you ever been whipped? No. Have you ever been put on the cross? No. Have you ever had all these things that happened to Jesus done to you? No, sir. Then if it was good enough for your Lord and Savior, then it's good enough for you. And I've never questioned that from that day forward. None of us will ever be immune from the troubles of life. And we are, when we are going through those trials, we're going to need more than the religion. When we're going through those troubles, we're going to need more than the things we own. When we are going through those things, we're going to need more than our abilities. We will need faith. But faith in Jesus and His power alone When we know that we cannot do it, we have to know that he can. That's faith. Let's go verse 25 through 34. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt it in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, Turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you sa- multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Ah, Brother Martin, not this woman again. We've read about her before. You've preached on her once or twice. Do we really have to go over her again? She's really not the focus of this sermon, but she's a part of it. Because while Jesus is talking to her, he is using it for the betterment of Jairus. See, Jairus just came to the knowledge or to the faith of Jesus Christ. But all of a sudden, he has gotten what he wanted, was to get Jesus to come heal his daughter from dying. But as they're walking along and these people are, are constantly on Jesus, all of a sudden, Jesus stops. And he turns around. And he has a conversation with this person. And while while he's doing that, I could just see Jairus acting like Miss Julie in traffic. (laughs) I I didn't say it. Brother Mark did. (laughs) Can you imagine what's... You're a father. You're a mother. The healer is on the way. And he stops and he's talking to somebody. The clock is ticking. How anxious was Jairus? And, And he doesn't... He doesn't know how much time is passing by. He did, He's probably thinking, I've heard about this woman. She's been around for 12 years. Jesus, you couldn't have just waited a minute. You couldn't have waited a day. She's been alive for 12 years. One more day is not going to kill her. But my child is over here sick, and I need you to come see about her. Why are you stopping to help this person that nothing's going to happen to? I need you to come see my daughter. Is Jesus being insensitive? Does he not know how serious Jairus' situation is? Does he not see the worry and the anxiousness in Jairus' body language in his face? Does he not know that it's an urgent situation and he stops to help this other person at this point in time? Here's the lesson. Here's the lesson in this. God does not have a schedule. God does not have a schedule. You don't have to call God and say, can you look on your calendar to see if you can fit me in? He doesn't have a calendar. J- Jesus, will you go ahead and set your alarm in order that you remember to take care of me? He doesn't have an alarm clock. He's not bound to By time and space. Here's the words that you and I use. I was doing something. I am doing something. I will be doing something. Here's the words that Jesus uses, that God uses. I am, I am, and I am. Those are his words. Was and will are not in his vocabulary because he's outside of time and space the delays in our lives the times that we think that things should be happening more quickly and we don't understand what is happening the delays of our lives are times that are meant to increase our faith in God in Jesus and who he is and many times until we get that in our thick heads God's not gonna move the delays in life are meant to increase our faith. You can take a look at Joseph. He was thrown into a pit by his brothers. He was brought out of the pit and was made a slave. He went from being a slave or a servant to prison, and out of the delays of Joseph's life, God said, I give you the prime minister of Egypt, and he basically rules the world by the delays that I've given Joseph in his life. And he can do that with you and I too. Let's go verse 35. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? So Jairus has been watching Jesus deal with this woman, and he's been anxious, and he's been stressed. And then all of a sudden, stress goes to the worst possible situation somebody comes and they say your daughter is dead don't bother this teacher anymore because this is this is a situation that you don't come back from you don't have to bring this man back to your house because there's nothing that he can do about it let's go to verse 36 Jesus always has an answer says as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken he said to the ruler of the synagogue do not be afraid only believe he's telling him keep the faith keep the faith Don't listen to the people that are telling you that it's out of control. Don't listen to the people that are telling you that it's over. Don't listen to the people that are telling you that your daughter is dead. Don't listen to your own thoughts in your head. Don't listen to your own feelings that have your stomach in knots. Don't listen to the things that you see. Don't believe. The head knowledge that you have about such things. He says, don't be afraid, only believe. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Let's go verse 37 through 40. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult, and those who wept and wailed loudly. Tumult means big mess. He saw a big mess. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him, but when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child, and those who were with him, and entered where the child was lying." So Jairus has uh, enough faith to say, I'm going to let Jesus keep coming to my house, and and they continue, and, and Jesus shows up, and it says he sees This tumult of people and people are are, are weeping and they're wailing and they're screaming and they're, they're just having this big conniption fit. And whether you know it or not in Jewish culture, there's actually people that make a living by being the weepers at funerals. Even the poorest person in Jewish culture is supposed to have at least one mourner that's over there crying their eyeballs out, making a scene, and two flute players. But see, Jairus is an important man, so there is a mess of weepers. There is a mess of mourners. There is a mess of people that are out there making a scene, and Jesus is sitting there watching this. And the only people that he sees that are hurting, Jairus the father, The mother and the loved ones. Everything else is just garbage. And he tells them, why are you crying? She's dead. No, she's not dead. She's asleep. And they laugh at him. And they ridicule him. But see, here's some spiritual truth that Jesus is dropping on people that aren't believers. As believers, here's the spiritual truth that Jesus is trying to tell them, but they can't see it because they're not believers. Jesus is saying, when a believer passes, the body goes to be to the ground to be asleep. But if you are a believer, your soul and your spirit go to be with the Lord, to be absent from from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. And our body is waiting for that day when the trumpet sounds and when Jesus calls everybody back up into the air with him and your body comes up and is re- remeshed with your soul and your spirit and you are made whole again. But in this world, our body goes to sleep, but your soul never can. Amen? But these people don't understand that. These people don't see that. But Jesus is also letting everybody know that he's in control. Healing the sick woman, that was no problem. Casting out demons, that was no problem. Calming the storm, that was no problem. And the situation with Jairus and his daughter, guess what? That's that's no problem either. There's nothing That is beyond his ability. There's nothing that is beyond his capability. He simply tells us, do not be afraid, only believe. Keep the faith. Let my words be all the support that you need for your faith. I'm sure he's looking at Jairus, and Jairus is like, uh, he's saying, Jairus, you had little faith. When you came to me, but you humbled yourself and and you you knelt before me. Jairus, now you have endured the testing of your faith. I'm sure you were questioning, what are you doing, Jesus? Why are you taking so long? My daughter's going to die because you're dealing with somebody else. But he's about to show Jairus that when we keep the faith, we will be rewarded For our faith. So let's go verse 41 through 43. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you arise. There's some theologians that will translate, translate that to say, little lamb, get up. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given to her to eat. So Jesus shows up. He does the impossible from the beginning of his faith to the testing of his faith to the growing of his faith. Jairus ends up keeping the faith and Jesus rewards him. Now, it does go on and say that Jesus wanted them to keep it quiet, and there's a couple of reasons. Number one, it wasn't his time yet to be fully revealed to the Jewish people. And then the second thing is Jesus did not want everyone to think in their minds that just because they showed up, he was going to heal them, number one. Or just because he showed up, that they were he was going to bring them or somebody from from the dead back to life. That's not how Jesus works. God's not a genie in a bottle. We can ask, but he doesn't have to be there to provide, but we still have to keep the faith. God has a specific plan for my life. God has a specific plan for your life. And sometimes it's not going to work out the way that you think it should work out. Sometimes you're not going to get what you think you should get. Sometimes things aren't going to happen the way that you think that they should happen. But keep the faith. Just like Jairus. When sickness comes, keep the faith. When death comes, keep the faith. When the bottom falls out, keep the faith. When your prayers are delayed, keep the faith. When it seems like it's an impossible situation, just keep the faith. Again, that's one of those words that it's very easy to say, and it seems so simple, but it can be so complex. But I encourage myself, and I encourage you to keep the faith. And one last truth. A faith that cannot be tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. (laughs) Let me say that again. Because if you write this in your hearts, it will help in those times. A faith that cannot be tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. So praise God that our faith is tested because then we can trust in everything that he has said amen brother
0: Mark amen if you would bow your head and close your eyes I want to always give you an opportunity maybe you're here this morning and you would say brother Mark I'm just uh, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord here's the wonderful thing with the Lord he is always as close as a prayer way he never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He never turns his back on you. And if any, at any point, no matter how far away we run from him, he's always waiting with his arms wide open. And I want to give you the opportunity to come running back into his arms this morning. Or maybe you've never come running into his arms. Maybe you've never given your heart and life to Jesus. Maybe you've been a church attender. I was a church attender three years before I got saved. And then somebody preached a sermon uh, on the scripture that says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, and the old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And I knew that for three years, all I'd been doing was playing church. I had not, there not been a change in my life. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you'd say, I'm just not where I need to be. Maybe you're struggling in your faith, like Brother Martin has preached about this morning. And I want to encourage you today to stand strong. Uh, but the Lord is there, He is waiting on you. So if that's you, any of those of you this morning, just pray this prayer with me in your heart, in your mind, and your spirit. Just pray and say, Dear Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. and Lord, I need you. And Lord, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. and Lord, I believe that your blood washes my sins away. And right now, the best way I know how, Lord Jesus, I ask you to save me. Come into my heart. Change me from the inside out. If that's you this morning, you prayed that prayer, I would never want to embarrass you, but I would love to pray for you. Would you just lift up a hand if that's you, if you prayed that prayer today as a prayer of salvation or recommitment? Thank you. Thank you. We're going to have an altar call this morning. If you need to come and pray, the altar is open. you need somebody to pray for you, Brother Martin's going to be on that side of the stage. I'm going to be over here. Maybe you need to join the church. Maybe you just need to come and pray or be prayed over this morning. Father, have your will and your way during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand. If you need to come, you can come. Jack, Vicky, y'all come here. I wanna pray for you guys. I wanna do something a little bit different today. And uh most of you know Jack and Vicky here. I'm gonna ask you guys to just sit in those chairs if you would. And it's not my intention to embarrass anybody or bring unwanted attention. I know Jack, I don't think he likes all this attention, but he's a part of our family, amen. And here's what I believe, just like Brother Martin preached this morning, uh, we need to be people of faith, amen. And when one of our family is struggling and hurting, then we need to rally around and we need to be uh, brothers and sisters and family to them, amen. And we want to be people of faith this morning. Uh, Brother Jack and Miss Vicky got some, some bad news this week uh, that uh, he's got some, the cancer in his lymph nodes. And so uh, we want to pray over them, and we want to ask the Lord to just remove that cancer, Uh, whether he chooses to do it with his own hand or whether he chooses to do it through surgeons and doctors. However he wants to do it, God works in a lot of different ways, doesn't he? Uh, But I I believe my God still heals. I believe my God is still the God over everything, sickness and disease. And uh, I, I would be remiss as their pastor if I didn't ask us as a body to pray over them. Amen. And so I want you to, if you are comfortable, if you want to come and just join me here. And we're going to close today by just praying over, over Jack and Vicki, uh, just for Jack for healing. and Miss Vicki to just uh, give her the strength to, uh, to endure all this. She's having to be the strong one where Brother Jack's usually the strong one. She's having to help him and be a helpmate to him. And so uh, we just want to end today and just uh, pray for God to do something. Amen. Um, you know this is what being with people is all about amen these are uh, these are our family and uh, that's part of my job is to just uh, try to pastor them and pastor to their heart amen so uh, let's just pray Lord we love you and we want to pray for Jack and Vicki God and we just stand in faith and binding our hearts together God, we know that you're you're a God who heals. And so, Lord, I just want to pray, Lord, for Brother Jack. Lord, I just pray for healing for his body. Lord, I pray that you would remove the cancer from his body, God. I pray that, God, you'd give him many, many more years, that you'd give him strength, that you'd bring complete and total restoration to his body, remove all the cancer from his body. And we believe you can do it, Lord. Don't anybody tell us that you can't do it, Lord, because we know that you're a God. We've seen you do it with our own eyes and with our own, uh, Lord, lives and testimonies that, God, you can still heal people. You still uh, make things that were there just disappear, God. And so I want to pray that you do that. I pray that you'd give Jack and Vicki both strength for this journey, God. Uh, but, Lord, we just stand in faith knowing that, God, you're going to bring healing, God. Uh, but, Lord, we also know, just like uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, uh, Lord, we know you can do it, but even if you choose not to do it, we stand in faith in you, and we stand in strength in you, knowing that you are our God, and you are in control of all things, Lord. And so, Lord, what, whatever your plan is, whatever your will is, uh, just help us to have strength for whatever that journey is. But, God, we want to bind our hearts together as a family, as brothers and sisters here, and just want to pray for Brother Jack and Vicki, bring healing to their home and healing to his body. We pray it in the strong, powerful name of our healer, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you all. you dismiss.